Hey guys, and welcome to another episode of Get Home Safe. It is Wednesday, May 6th, 2020. We are the middle of the week, hump day. The weekly Wednesday weigh-in with Bill Barnes. Uh, how's everyone feeling after their Cinco de Mayo celebration? Was it different being at home versus having to go out? Or uh, did, did you celebrate at all? I, I forgot what day it was and, and, it, and it went right by me. So I'm not a big Cinco de Mayo guy anyway. But between the Star Wars May 4th day and the Cinco de Mayo day, I'm about tired of uh, all the little special days. I'm ready to just move forward with with, uh, with life and, and move forward with the month of May the way things are. Uh, big thanks to Maynard Bajorquez from his show yesterday, Captain Maynard Bajorquez. It was a lot of fun talking about the service academy at West Point, at West Point and his uh, service in the Army. Got a lot of plays on that one, a lot of friends and his family I'm sure tuned in and it was great to just talk about some of the military life so thank you again for your service and your family and all they've done well today's Wednesday guys and that means Bill Barnes he is he's joining us from another location today he's outside the state yet last week he was outside his normal home and went ventured off to another city another county for that matter and today he's joining us from another state so I will let him tell you all about that but we don't want to waste too much time today because as you know bill can ramble a bit and uh, we want to give him every second of his time but first uh thank you to everyone who has followed our podcast there's many ways to follow it and get all the information we have a twitter handle get home safe pod our facebook page and instagram page are both get home safe podcast and our email address is get home safe podcast at yahoo.com we appreciate the listenership continuing to grow. It seems like every day I get uh, a notification that uh, someone has favorite has made your podcast uh, one of their favorites. So I appreciate that. You can do that on the Anchor app. You can listen to our podcast in many different places, but Anchor is where we operate and uh, build our podcast daily. And we're here every day for you guys, Monday to Friday, that is, Monday to Friday mornings. We'll have a new episode out. And uh, just uh, Bill's here every Wednesday. He's a former retired Riverside police officer. He also umpires some college baseball. Uh, so he's a good friend of mine, and we like having him every single Wednesday. So love him or hate him, here is Bill Barnes. Okay, it is Wednesday, and that means one thing. Bill Barnes joins us once again for the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. I thought he was going to be at an undisclosed location in another state, but he has returned home, and I'll let him tell you all about his little journey out of the state. Bill, welcome to the program. Hey, good afternoon. Um, yes, I just got done with a nice little four-hour drive through the desert uh, from Bullhead City, Arizona. Uh, went up there yesterday morning with full intentions of staying a few days, and because of the heat and the wind, and the fact that the bed that I was sleeping on was so uh, uncomfortable and I was basically numb from my, the middle of my back down when I woke up today, I decided let's make, let's just cut this, this mess short and just go back home. So I did. But anyway, I, I, the reason I was going up there was twofold. My brother has a place up there and I've got a couple friends that have ret- they're retired uh, from where I did, and I was going to check in with them, which I did. Had a great visit with those guys. Had a good visit with my brother. Uh, the problem is it's so windy up there right now. Um, boat play, 
water play kind of out of the question because of the wind. And of course, nothing's open. You can drive through a uh, Carl's Jr. or you can uh, <laughs> uh, drive over to Laughlin across the river. And it looks like a, a, a nuclear bomb went off because there's nobody around and parking lots are empty and it's a ghost town, just like I guess Vegas is. Um, I was the only car on, I guess it's Casino Drive, driving around, just looking around. Quite depressing. Um, not too many people in the water even. So it's like, well, let's just, um, you know, actually I had to go up there and uh, this is true. I had to go buy a toilet, pick up a toilet, a two-piece toilet for a relative of mine who needs, who bought a new toilet. And because of the water flow or whatever it is, you could not get the toilet in California. You had to buy it in Arizona. They wouldn't ship it for whatever the water, whatever the flush ratio is. I have no idea, nor do I care. But I was given instructions to go pick up this toilet in the Lowe's in Bullhead City. So mission accomplished. I've got the toilet. It'll be delivered tomorrow. I'm back home. I'm laying down under my ceiling fan. All Life is good now. Life is good. <laughs> So you can put toilet delivery man on your resume now, Bill, as well as former police officer and all these other great things you've done. Yeah. I'm a shitter deliverer. How's that? <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Crossing state lines now, to, now to do out, the now, now do Lord. Out, yeah. Check out the story on this. So I go into this Lowe's and the, the people in bullhead, God bless them. Aren't really paying much attention to this quarantine bullshit because Half of them aren't wearing masks. And I mean, here's the deal. It's a hundred degrees up there. The wind's blowing 35 miles an hour. How can any freaking virus grow or ferment in that kind of environment outside? Okay. Mm -hmm. I'm not a botanist. I'm not a biologist. I'm not a scientist. I'm not a doctor. The common sense will tell you that that shit just ain't going to grow unless you're lip locking somebody in a parking lot in that weather. If you're just walking by somebody six, eight feet away, mask or not, I just don't, think that's going to be able to infect you at that point so <laughs> I, go, I go into this Lowe's everybody in there's the all the employees are wearing masks I go in there and I give them you know what I'm there for and I can't understand this gal behind the customer service desk because she's mumbling behind her mask so finally and they got the protective shield there so finally she understood she called you know Joe and plumbing to bring me my toilet well 15, 20 minutes is going by and there's no toilet yet. So I tracked this gal down. I said, Hey, uh, can you give me a status on my toilet, please? So she goes, well, I called up there. Let me, let me check. And I'll be damned if the guy hadn't brought it up and it had been sitting there for 15 minutes. And she just didn't go out there to see that the damn toilet was there on the, uh, <laughs> on the, uh, on the, the, uh, uh, cart. So I got my toilet, took it to the car, loaded it, done. So anyway, pretty not not very efficient folks there at that Lowe's and uh, and it, it, Bullhead. It seems like a little more laid back out there for sure. Um, so okay, so you're in another state. You got to get a get an experience of what that their uh, lifestyle is like with this whole quarantine thing. You said they weren't doing a lot of the things that we're doing here. No, no, they have they've had. I think I, I, from what my uh, brother told me they had 22 cases in, in uh, 22 reported cases. Everybody's recovered. No one has died hmm. in, uh, in in Bullhead. 
I guess the area up there in the Mojave Desert, which has been hit the hardest, is Kingman, Arizona, which is about 40 miles away, 40 minutes away. I guess they get, they of all the cities up in that area, they're the ones that have been hit the most. I don't have, I don't have the statistics on it, but I know that they were the worst uh, ones. And I guess at the end of the week, they're going to start lifting some uh, sanctions and, and, and start letting some uh, places open up in Arizona. I'm not sure about Nevada, but uh, and I understand I have not watched our beloved governor uh, the last couple of days, but I do understand that he's going to start opening up some. Uh, I mean, it's, it's awful damn nice of them to allow some flower shops. Uh, what else do you say? Flower shops, sporting goods stores, toy stores. I mean, who the fuck buys toys at toy stores anymore? Okay. You buy them online. I mean, flowers, you call in, you order flowers. Okay. Just like you're ordering a goddamn pizza. You don't go to a flower shop. So it's just a, it's just a big, uh, uh, bunch of, uh, it's a big smoke screen is what he's throwing up. You know, I've about had it with him. I've had it with Garcetti and his daily sermon that he does talking to us like we're a bunch of nine-year-olds, um, I haven't missed seeing those two idiots one bit since I've been gone. Um, you know, the people of California, his, what, what gets me, what cracks me up is he's such an idiot. I'm talking about Newsom. He is such a, 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 just a, you know, thick between the ears idiot that the folks that voted him in all these, these uh, liberal surfers and all these folks in beach cities that probably thought he was the greatest thing. He's the, they're the ones pissed off at him now. They're the ones that are having these uh, protests in Huntington Beach. They're the ones p- protesting in Newport, you know, down in, in uh, the San Diego area. You know, they, they may be Republican on paper, but, you know, these are folks. I mean, his own people now are starting to turn on him, which is great. You know, so when he gets voted out in two years, I believe, two years from November or whenever it is, tomorrow couldn't be soon enough. You know, he's going to have to, you know, look back at this and say, you know, um, because I listened to my aunt who told me to, you know, take the 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 the, uh, the knife and stick it in Donald Trump's back even harder, closing down businesses and making the economy look bad. He can thank his idiotic, senile, uh, decrepit aunt, Nancy Pelosi, who he's probably siding with to do this. He can thank her for his non-reelection. And just the fact that his incompetence has caught up with him. Well, I think people here in California, you know, it's expensive to live here. And when you, you, you don't have an income or, or you get a $1,200 stimulus check or, you know what, like you said, I, I'm at a point where it's been eight weeks. It's been two months. Like, okay, enough is enough. Like, I don't want to be insensitive to anyone who's, who's dying or who's sick. But at some point, what we need, are we going to continue to live in fear? Or are we going to move forward and get back to work, get back to a steady flow of just life? Like everyone is sitting around and they're just tired of it. it people, how often, and people are protesting to go to work. Usually people want time off. People are tired of time off. They want to make money again. Well, that and, and very great points. And, and the other thing is, we are now taking a bullet, sitting on our asses at home, not being able to go out. We're now taking a bullet for the following people, okay? Because the, t- the statistics in, in California are telling me one thing. Because I, I see this Dr. Ferrer do her reporting, okay? We, we <clears throat> the healthy, well-minded, 
ample bodied people that need to go back to work that are forced to stay home because of this. We're not taking a bullet for people in federal prison where it's breaking out. Okay. People in jails. Okay. Where it's breaking out people that are in skilled nursing homes, uh, homeless type community communities. And also, um, I can't remember the other one, but some other area where we, as we, you know, I don't know about you, but I don't go into prisons. I don't go into jails. In fact, you, there's no visitors allowed in all those places that I, that I mentioned, there are no visitors allowed. So we are not going to go in there and mix our bodily fluids with these people. All right. There's, we are not going to get infected from these folks that are confined in these places. Okay. But we're still, we're still being told to stay and, and, and shelter in our homes. Why? I have no idea why. Okay. All these people can go out to the beach and walk along the beach, do a pretty fair job of being distanced from others. Okay. And boy, you would think the press would certainly run with one of these people if they got sick because they were at the beach last that, that Saturday or Sunday when it was open. Mm-hmm. They would run, run rampant with it. I have not heard one case, not one case of a beach gore being stricken with COVID-19. Okay. I have not heard one person who um, went, you know, out to, to Ralph's or to Stater Brothers, granted, to get sick there. Okay. That's the only places we can go, I guess. So, you know, we've done a pretty good job because that's not where people are getting sick at. And back in New York, if you've ever walked through the streets of New York, I have, and those people live like shit. Okay. They're on top <laughs> of each other. The conditions are filthy. They're rotten. They're, they're, they're breathing, they're, they're breathing everybody's air through their bad ventilation in their apartment houses. And these are the folks that have been, that have all, it's one, like one big incestuous cesspool of people living around each other, getting sick and unfortunately dying. And of, when they do the, 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 the daily statistics on the, on the people that have died and as like you, I don't want anybody to die. I, I'm not relishing in these, in these, these statistics, but these people have had underlying health issues or they didn't know that they had underlying health issues until this COVID thing hit them. And the one big question I have, Matt, and I've yet to been able for anybody to answer this. I've read about it. I've researched it. I can't find it anywhere. Is, is there a breakdown on these flu stats? Okay. We all know that 2000 people die a day, wherever in New York from COVID-19. How many die from regular flu? How many die from pneumonia? How many die from, from a heart attack? How many die from a stroke? I think everybody that's dying that doesn't have a bullet in their head or from a, been, been ejected out of a car in a car accident is they're labeling them as COVID-19 deaths. They yeah, it, it, it's the narrative. They are padding the stats to make themselves justify shutting down a country. Which, 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 if it, which, if it is true, is absolutely sickening. It's sickening. It takes away from the people that are actually dying from COVID-19. And it's trying to, can you imagine pushing an agenda so hard that you are pushing an illness, a sickness, telling people to, to do less scary, scare tactics. I mean, when someone has the flu at home, 
you, a relative, a friend, you stay away from them. I've missed baseball games because I have the flu. And I'm like, you know what? I could go do the game, but it's probably not good for me to do it. I'm not going to get any better. I might pass it on to my, my crewmates, uh, some of the players, coaches. And, and so you do what you got to do. But like, okay, maybe you don't know you have coronavirus. And I know it's way more contagious. And that's the fear is, is that it spreads. But I mean, we we are approaching middle of May now. This is enough is enough. I, I'm sorry. It's sitting around and waiting and waiting and waiting. Meanwhile, you know, I think I think deep down there's people who who want this to happen, which is I, I don't I don't have any proof, but I but I think it's people want us to sit around, our economy to continue to crash. They want an absolute uh, worst case scenario. For, for everyone. And it's just, it's very frustrating. Yeah. You know, I, I was, I feel like a complete idiot because when this whole thing broke, I really thought Newsom might've come to his senses and had a pretty good handle on what he needed to do. Mm-hmm. And I was in total agreement with the guy the first week or so when he shut shit down, but you know what? The more he got into this, the more his crazy ego, I think got involved. Now, let me tell you something. Do you think he's missing a haircut? He's not missing haircuts. Do you think he's missing a massage? He's not missing any massages. Do you think he's missing anything in life that we are? Absolutely not. He, guys like him, Garcetti, uh, the elected officials, the people on Capitol Hill, the Democrats especially, do you think those people are missing out on anything? They are on their little high horse uh, in their mansions living like they've always lived. It's not affected them one bit. But it's us. We're the ones that are paying the price for it. We're the ones that uh, lost out on lots of money from what we do. Um, we, we're the ones that are going to continue. And because of this, they've got to justify what, because what they, their big, big, big push to shut everything down. They can't, even though it's probably maybe, be, maybe it would be a hundred percent safe to reopen a hundred percent. They're not going to, because they've got to justify their, basically kicking in a door now and they got to justify well we've made this big mess so we have to clean it up slowly here here here's a fear here's a fear i have bill let's say let's say we begin to go back to normal let's say okay we gradually open up and then god forbid there's a new case there's there's a new person that has been affected by it or has it do we then say well nope we we gotta close back up again like, what's it going to be like? Are, are we going to say, I hate to use this term because it's, you know, casualty. Are, are we going to, the second we have casualties, are we going to be like, nope, this is a bad idea. Let's go back. Or, or what are we going to do? You know, what is the progress going to be like? I really think it depends on who's in office. I, I do, do I think Donald Trump, President Trump, will, will take the drastic action he did again? No, no, I don't think so. No way. The other thing is, I really believe that, and I'm going to sound, I'm going to sound like a crazy uh, right-wing Republican when I say this, but and I'm really not. I'm, I'm pretty, I try to be pretty fair-minded, but I got to tell you, I think the Democrats love this shit because they get to hide that luna, Looney Tune presidential candidate of theirs who probably needs to be in a skilled, skilled nursing home because he, he's the most flustered uh, presidential candidate I've ever seen in my life. The guy can't speak 
uh, three words without getting flustered and, 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 and lashing out like a very angry patient in a, um, in a, uh, uh, a ward where they, they keep people that, that have Alzheimer's or something. I've seen angry Alzheimer patients and he fits the mold. He fits right into it, you know? <laughs> um, and, and if the Democrats, the Democrats have got to be so embarrassed that that's the best they have to put out against president Trump. Can you imagine can you imagine if it was if everything was just fine right now? We didn't have any of this. You've got Biden and Trump, and they're going to start debating. It would be a complete joke. You can't put Biden on stage with Trump. I mean, he would not even be able to communicate. He, everything coming out of his mouth would be a bunch of falderall. I mean, come on. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm, I hear you. Uh, and, and, you know, Bill, there's, it's a big country and there's a lot of people that have uh, various opinions. I know where I stand on things, who I support, all these different things. But you know what? I think we get so caught up in, not you or me, but we get, there's people that get caught up in uh, which side they're on. And it's like, there are no sides right now. We, we are in this, this time. And unfortunately, I think there are people who are trying to create sides. And, and trying to make it be more, oh, yeah, this guy's running things. And, uh, you know, Donald Trump, he, he created this virus of all, <laughs> you know, it's like that's how extreme things are. And then everyone wants to talk about, oh, well, things will be better if it just it's a frustrating time. I, I, I've told you this many times. I don't listen to the news. It, it hurts my ears. Every time I see it on television, I flip the channel. I'm just like, you know, I don't look down on the people who do. But but for me, I just can't stand it. I can't stand the, the narratives that are pushed down our throats and, and hearing from people that don't know what they're talking about, that they that they try to sound like they do, much like you and I are doing right now, by the way. But, you know, I can't True. stand watching the news. <laughs> well, here's the thing. I, you know, I was thinking about this driving home the last four hours I had on the road, uh, you know, a man alone with his thoughts in the middle of the desert. And I'm thinking. There wasn't, there's not a, a, a news reporter nowadays that's any, anybody, anything like the way, uh, you know, Walter Cronkite, any, there's no objective reporting anymore. You're either to the left or to the right. There's yeah. really nobody in the middle. You know, you've got, you've got CNN, which we all know uh, hates Donald Trump, loves anybody that's, uh, you know, a, a, a blue person, a Democrat, and you've got, Fox News, which is anti, so it's Fox News versus CNN. It was never like that, you know. And the other thing that you know that really torques me is you. I, I now you can't watch the news. I can't watch late night TV. I can't watch either Colbert. Oh, me neither. Who needs to be imprisoned, tarred <laughs> and and have a ball gag in his mouth for the rest of his life? Okay, because he is just a pathetic uh, weasel of a human being. Um. Jimmy, I'll touch on Jimmy Kimmel in a second. I got a story about him. Uh, you know, uh, the the guy uh, Jimmy Jimmy Fallon is probably the most uh, is probably the best of the three, and he's still very suspect. You know, he he said he grew up watching the Tonight Tonight Show with Johnny Carson, and that's who he wanted to be. Well, he couldn't he couldn't take a dump in Johnny Carson's toilet, let alone be him. Okay because he's not even close to what Johnny Carson was. Johnny Carson was the best period in the story. He didn't, he didn't, he never stooped to uh, 
you know, political jabs like these guys have. Mm-hmm. He used to make fun of Gerald Ford a little bit when Gerald Ford would slip and fall. And that's about it. <laughs> but he was never mean and angry and like this Colbert and, uh, and Jimmy Kimmel. Let me tell you a story about Jimmy Kimmel. Jimmy Kimmel, I don't know if you remember this. Or if you remember. Hopefully the viewers, the viewers, the listeners out there remember. Jimmy Kimmel got his start as the sports guy for Kevin and Bean on um, radio here in Los Angeles back in the mid-90s. Mm-hmm. Jimmy Kimmel was a pretty tall like it is, take no prisoner, no bullshit nonsense guy. Him and Adam Carolla were pals. They had a show called The Man Show, and they used to take jabs at women. Yep. They used to have women bouncing on in bikinis on trampolines, and he was, you know, Mr., you know, uh, almost kind of a woman basher back in the day. I remember I was driving my car one morning. I remember I was driving, and uh, uh, Jimmy Kimmel was going to do a sports segment, and it was it happened to be, I believe, June 14th of whatever year, 95, 96. And his, I remember this to this day. And if anybody out there says that I'm being sexist or racist, they're a friggin' liar. Because if I have to, I'll go to the radio station. I'll archive the damn tape. <laughs> Jimmy Kimmel said, Hey, happy flag day, everybody. And in, in, uh, in honor of flag day, here's a big shout out to Greg Luganis. Whoa. So, do the word, do the word association and who Greg Luganis is and figure it out for yourself. Well, right. So you think for one second that he would admit he said that nowadays, no way. So he's the biggest hypocrite on the face of the earth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he can, yeah. Right. And he, you know, he, he, you know, he's, he's been Mr. Oscar, uh, uh, host and he's done all these things and he's, you know, now he is a, a Trump hater and he's on board with the Democrats you know, he's just a big turncoat. Yeah. And I hope, and I hope somebody out there, I hope somebody out there that knows him, that's listening, sends this tape to him and he can, he, and, and, and I want to confront him on his show and he can call me from his house because he's doing a show from his house and I will tell him what a, what a uh, turncoat he is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill, we love you. We love having you. I do anyway. And, you know, anyway. I don't know if we have more listeners or less w- listeners on Wednesdays, but uh, I, I enjoy having you. I really do. <laughs> well, you know, you had the, the the West Point grad on yes or you know yesterday, mm-hmm. so you know I had to really either, you know, I, I got to come up with something. You know, you've had some good guests. I appreciate it. Guests. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's been fun. I mean, it's been fun. We're trying to really get see. Not all of us uh, real hondo preppers turn into. Uh, you know, daytime podcasters and uh, hall monitors or whatever, like you want, you think most of them. Well, you got your, your, you know, your third grade lunch monitors from, from there. <laughs> I, I'm still waiting for you to bring them on. I want to know what, what they've been doing. Oh, man. <laughs> You're such a hater. I love it. Uh, well, hey, you, you just did a trip. Any more vacation plans, if you want to call it that? Or you have any more yeah, toilet right. deliveries? No, 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 no. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm, that's my one and only. Uh, Toilet pickup. Um, I have no nothing planned in the foreseeable future due to the fact that my my constitutional rights as a as an American citizen have been compromised. So I guess I'll just be sitting home. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Well, we'll we'll come back to some more of that stuff. Let's let's talk about a little something else here. You know, 
the NFL, the NFL to me, Bill, outside of the other sports, I like the way they do things. I like how they are operating. Now it's a little different uh, organization than major league baseball or the, or the NBA because it's a one day a week sport for the most part, Mondays and Thursdays too, but it's 16 games, 17 games. And other than that, it's like you're talking about most of it year round. Well, they've made a few, a few moves recently that, that I like. Number one, they have the draft. And coming up this Thursday, they are going to have the NFL schedule announced, just like business as usual, planning and looking ahead. To me, it's been a lot more hopeful with the NFL than these other two major sports, or, or hockey too, for that matter. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll see. We'll see what they do. I mean, they'll see. You know, have they announced that they're going to open on time in, in early September, or are they going to push it back? You know? As of now, from what I've heard and the way I understand it is they are, they are planning to uh, go as is, go, go uh, you know, with the start of the season. As of, I mean, it's still a few months away. They're announcing the schedule coming up, and I, I guess they could push things back, but I know they're announcing all the Thursday night, Monday night game, all that stuff with the schedule. So uh, I got to imagine they're planning to go, go forward in September. Well, they've already lost out on one big ticket. That was the draft in Vegas. Yes. So they yeah. lost out on that, which I could take it or leave it. I liked the way they did the draft. I liked the no hoopla coming out with meat coats on and hugging the commissioner and all that. I thought that was overdone. Anyway. <laughs> I really liked the way they did it this year and I hope they do it. They won't though, but it would be nice to see him do it this way from now on. Just have a nice, simple ceremony, mm-hmm. a nice simple draft, you know, hug, hug all your friends in your, in your living room, which by the way, we're probably, you know, some interior decorator came in and furnished all those. <laughs> very, very nice for a college students dorm. My God. They look gorgeous. Yeah. It's, I mean, these are just, it was cool seeing some, seeing some of the places uh, where guys lived and stuff. And, and also who was in the room. Usually mama was there. And a uh, few friends and, and the really funny ones are the ones that have, you know, the girlfriends and the, I've seen jokes on Facebook and everything about, Oh, let's see if this girlfriend uh, makes it through once these guys get money and stuff. Those are pretty funny. Right. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and uh, <clears throat> so that was, that was interesting, but the NFL is huge. The NFL is huge for gambling, huge for TV revenue mm-hmm. And those are the things, and I mean, so those two things right there, you're going to be able to generate, even if you don't have any fans in the, in the building, which it sounds like they're going to start without fans from what I understand. Yeah, it's, it's a long way away. And, and I think transitioning now to, you know, baseball and basketball, it still sounds like we're week to week here, but it still sounds like they are planning to do some form of a season, at least uh, baseball, the season could be cut in half. But it still sounds like, uh, you know, they're trying to get something in. I know the minor league season is probably not looking good. Uh, it could just be on a bunch of backfields and uh, spring training complexes, almost like exhibitions. But I think the, the sports leagues are still trying to formulate an ideas of how to continue or start a season. They are. They are. Uh, I'm not sure what hockey can do because, you know, there's only so many cities that mm-hmm. you can use you know, with, with indoor ice rinks or outdoor. I mean, hell, I mean, I'm thinking, okay, um, if you want to 
play the basketball season. It's summer now, almost summer. If you need to go in, you don't have any indoor. Hell, play outside. Yeah, why not? Let's get it. Play outside. Go down to, you know, go down to uh, Don Lugo High School on the outside outdoor uh, basketball courts and set up a game. You can play there. I mean, the season's become kind of a joke anyway. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you can't. I mean, I, I don't know. It's like, who do you believe? I know. I mean, do you think, do you think there was – okay, when, when they canceled that game uh, in, I believe it was uh, Sacramento, okay, the last game of the NBA, when they came out and they go, okay, uh, the referee who worked the game where the guy from Oklahoma City was sick, we can't play because he was – he got – I mean, that was complete widespread panic. Yeah. Widespread panic. They shut the they, – they canceled the whole game and everybody left. I wonder if there was anybody in that in the, anybody in that arena that had that that transmitted or that got either <laughs> transmitted it or had it. Okay. Yeah. I mean, well, at that point, I said, "Well, well, we're all here already. We've all been in. We all have been in contact with each other." You, you could have played, played the game. You could have played the game with two refs because they they took the one guy. I think it was Courtney Kirkland. Mm-hmm. They took him off immediately. Yeah. Well, you and you could have played the game with two refs. <laughs> Nobody comes to watch those guys anymore. Yeah, yeah. You know, they're going to get yelled at. They had 10 refs out there. They're going to get yelled at. Okay. <laughs> so that's not an issue. You know, you and I have both been to Canada for baseball, and we know how hockey-hungry those people are. It's a stereotype, but until you are there talking to those people, seeing how they are, especially during a hockey season. I mean, we've been to some NHL cities even. Those people – have got to be losing their minds not having hockey available. I, I think of Hank and the other guys well, that, up in Winnipeg. Yeah, that would be to, hockey to them is is the NFL to us. Mm-hmm. If if that thing hit during NF, the NFL season and they shut it down cold turkey like they did, you know, like they did with hockey, we'd be losing our minds too. Yeah. But you're right. I mean, I've been up there in June, July this time of year, and. Um, you know, it's the uh, off season of hockey right after the, the uh, Stanley Cup's over. You know, these people don't take a break, man. Mm-hmm. They, they, they're all about hockey up there. <laughs> it's it's 24 uh, seven, you know, 12 months out of the year. They're about, hockey. it's fun. So they, different. Right. Yeah. They, they've got to be losing. <laughs> no doubt. Well, real quick, Bill, we didn't really talk about this before, but what, what were you've been up to Canada quite a bit. What are your uh, takes from Canada, both the time you were in the Golden League and then also the American Association in Winnipeg. What, what were kind of your thoughts on, on being in Canada and working baseball in Canada? Um, you were kind of a, you know, working a, a ba- working baseball in Canada, uh, especially in Winnipeg. It's a big baseball city because, you know, they play in a nice, pretty good sized stadium. Um, they, they have a good following there. Um they know who you are. I mean, you go out after a game, they know who you are. Just like the same way in St. Paul. They knew who you were in St. Paul. They knew who you were when I was in the, in the Golden League. They knew who you were in, uh, you know, all the cities, Calgary and Edmonton and, and whatnot. And, you know, you weren't anonymous up there like you are down here. Um, you know, they, they were very good baseball fans. And they knew their their stats. They knew their – you know, guys that played year in and year out in in Winnipeg, you know, they became folk heroes in the town. You know, the, of all the guys that, that were housed in, in either hotels or apartments, 
the the guys that were the the big uh, town heroes, the guys the guys with the good stats and had been there for years years and years out. They had their own rooms, they had their own apartments. You know, they were the they were the uh, you know uh, the Alex Rodriguez's of uh, Winnipeg. You know, they had they were pretty much. They couldn't go out. They could, if they went out somewhere, you know, they were probably mobbed by all the fans because that's all they had. And uh, so, the the fans in those cities were very, very, very loyal. They loved their uh, their players. Same thing in Fargo, North Dakota. They were pretty loyal to their guys up there too, because Fargo might have been well, might as well have been Canada. It was cold enough up there, and uh, they all talked like Canadians in Fargo, so they might as well have been. <laughs> yeah, that's how I feel about that area up there for sure. Um, <laughs> Canada was cool. It is different. You, you at times forget you're in another country when you're up there, but then something will happen or someone will talk a certain way and you're like, oh, yeah, people talk like that up here. I'm the, I'm the one that's different. Uh, is I, I enjoyed my times in Canada and wouldn't mind going back, uh, maybe not for baseball, but something else. Uh, see some hockey maybe. That'd be cool. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the the hotel. I mean, you remember the hotel we stayed yeah. at in Winnipeg was right across the street from where the uh, Winnipeg Jets play. Mm-hmm. And you know, I went in there and looked around one day. And they're, they're big. They're, I mean, they're, the walls were all the Winnipeg players that had been through their their system, and and uh, it's huge, huge up there. <laughs> and places are nice. You know, the it's expensive up there. The American dollar doesn't get you what what you think it should, um, but the people are friendly and they're polite and they're all pale because they don't get any, any, <laughs> any, uh, any, any sun and they love Americans. You know, they love, they love, they love, you know, um, the filthy California Americans. When we go up there, they, they, <laughs> for some reason they think that we have this, you know, we either cowboys or movie stars and we're neither, but doesn't matter to them. They still like, <laughs> Oh man. Well, Bill, I got two, uh, police officer stories I'd like to, to talk about. Uh, well, one's more your idea with LAPD. But first I want to mention, I sent you this link earlier, and it, it just really pissed me off. Uh, the cops in San Francisco have a, have a tough job, especially who they work for. I'm sure all cops get a tough job. But with all these different protests and, and guys just trying to keep control of things, um, and, and I feel bad for cops right now because they're kind of caught in the middle of things, maybe being forced to enforce things they don't want to or do whatever. You mean they're, they're being forced to go out and arrest a surfer <laughs> or some guy walking on the beach yeah. who wants to go out for his, his, his mind, soul, yeah. and, and body to go out, walk the beach, and they're making this guy criminal because he wants to get some yeah. air? You know, that, that is wrong. That is wrong. And I applaud these sheriffs. I applaud these police chiefs. That uh, that basically said pound sand. We're not going to enforce it because it's unconstitutional. <laughs> I, I applaud those guys. There's not too many. There's not too many sheriffs or chiefs that won't cave in to what their their uh, mayors and board of supervisors tell them to do. And I applaud those guys. Well, let me ask you this: as a former police officer, were you ever were you ever asked or told? to, uh, I won't say arrest, or, but just to enforce something that you did not believe in and did not want to participate in, but you were ordered to? Well, not directly, no. Okay. However, we, had, we didn't have quotas 
but we had we had expectations and I'm not going to mention the department I worked, but it was the one I worked at before Riverside, right. but I won't mention the, the, the city. Um, it wasn't Riverside. We had expectations and you were supposed to write. They wanted you to, the expectations were to write maybe, I don't know, let's, I'm using an arbitrary uh, uh, number, 10 tickets, 10 moving violations a week. All right. So I remember one night I was, it was the last night of this uh, st- statistical period and I was missing me. I was down maybe two tickets and I was looking for anything I could write a ticket for just to make my stats look <laughs> presentable. And I, this lady leaving a hospital parking lot kind of hugged the, the line a little bit. I said, there we go. So I light her up. I pull her over and it was an older lady and she was a, a nurse at uh, the hospital that she had just pulled out of. And I thought to myself, you chicken shit asshole, are you going to write her a ticket? This woman could be working on you someday when you're coming in with, a, with your leg falling off. And she's going to remember you wrote her a ticket. And then, but then I'm thinking, well, what are the odds of that? I, I should probably just, and she was the nicest, sweetest woman in the world. And this, keep in mind, this is like 36, 37 years ago. And I can still remember this. I went back and I wrote her a ticket for lane straddling. That is the most chicken shit ticket one to write. Okay. Wow. And I wrote her. I wrote her. And then she, thank you very much, officer. I must have been, if you said I did it, I must be guilty. I thank you for keeping me safe. Have a great evening. And I'm thinking, you got to be kidding me. So I go back to the car. And I mean, the statute of limitations is up now. They can't prosecute me for this. I, I, I got in the car and I said, you know what? I can't do this. And I voided out the ticket and I didn't turn it in. And, and you know, there's no way my conscience could allow that. So I, I just couldn't do it. And I... I I left that department a short time after. I didn't have to worry about doing those things anymore. Um, but your question about about enforcing a law that worked, well, I can't think of any. Um, you know, we had to, you know, take part in some, uh, you know, some civil unrest at, at some strikes. And you felt for these people. You wanted them to get their raise. But when they start throwing, you know, um, burning bricks at you and they start throwing rocks and bottles at you, your sympathy goes yeah. away. Yeah, big time. Okay, there's other ways to do it. So that's about as close as, as I've come. If, if if they were a peaceful protest, if they were just there being being peaceful, fine. But when you start, you know, taking all your animosity out on us, who are just we're just the messengers, we're just there to keep the peace, you know, then you know we have a problem. Oh, definitely, so, definitely. Yeah, yeah. But I know where you're you're asking the question about the chief and and well, yeah. So so San Francisco. Cops are there and the cops have on masks like there's like everyone else has and they're supposed to wear and they they chose to wear masks that have that blue stripe that blue line basically that you know the blue lives matter or hey all cops matter and the the was it the chief of police who told them uh, you can't wear that that makes people uncomfortable. Well, I guarantee you this. I guarantee you this. I think it's wrong. I think a mat unless it's got some you know. Uh, rude um, caustic gesture on your mask i think you should wear whatever kind of mask you want now keeping in mind that the chief feels that it makes people uncomfortable to wear that uh, blue uh, blue line mask which is wrong i guarantee you if they wore masks that had little pigs on them the chief wouldn't say a word (laughs) yeah yeah chief wouldn't say a word 
because it would be playing right into what the public sure I, it's just so you know what you can't have a oh no you can't it, it's ridiculous man i'm so tired of people it makes me uncomfortable i'm on so it's like get over yourself and, and then you're gonna you're gonna tell these guys who are doing a job for you trying to keep the city safe that, that they can't have that because it's it, you know like you said they're expressing something basically a unity thing amongst their brethren and there, there are patches. There are there are little badges that cops wear that have that thin blue line um, type of uh, medallion, and you know no one says anything. But now all of a sudden, the person that's going to denounce it and not let them do it is their own leader. How much faith can you have in that guy? That, no, None. that's not a guy. I, you know, I would follow into battle, and and you build. Well, number one, they're not. Number one, a chief is never going to go into battle. <laughs> you know, they're behind a desk. Okay, they're they're the last ones. Figuratively, jump on the yeah. Trust me. Yeah, yeah, I got you. I, I I just mean, you know, as far as leadership in general, we've had a lot of great people on this show talk about leadership and the people that have uh, you know in their lives, and to hear stuff like that is just oh god, it gets me so worked up. Mm-hmm. Well, are you? Okay? Yeah, it's not good. So, what were your two? Sorry, Bill. What were your two? Uh, you had two LAPD stories you had heard about recently. Or something. Well, yeah, and it's an unfortunate deal, I guess. You know, one happened over the weekend up in Apple Valley. You had some, uh, you know, a group of officers up there that were camping, and unfortunately, and again, I have no idea what happened, but. I'm just stating the, what what's the, the facts that are out there is that one of the officers evidently shot one of his buddies uh, into the neck and it, you know, and, the, and for whatever reason, and the uh, victim's going to survive. And the suspect evidently uh, an officer from LAPD, you know, ran on foot, tried to escape and was taken into custody by uh, the San Bernardino Sheriff's Department. And there's an investigation um, ongoing on that. And there's all kinds of rumors, rumor and speculation on what happened, why, but we don't know. But it's just something to think about that, you know, maybe, who knows? I mean, and it's unfortunate that, that whatever triggered this. And then there was a video that came out yesterday about an officer in uh, East L.A. was taking a guy, a suspect into custody and just started just unleashing some uh, punches to the guy's face and just knocking the crap out of him while you had another officer there kind of watching. She, it looked like she didn't really know how to react to this whole thing. And a lot of verbal uh, uh, aggression on the officer's part. And it's out on Twitter. Somebody, they, you know, the, the, the video's out there. Um, I'm not sure uh, why, what, what, why this happened, but it looks bad. So, you know, our, our good friends at LAPD have been in the news a little bit in the last couple of days. And, of course, it's not good. It's bad publicity. You know, let's hope there's some kind of reason. I mean, there is no good reason why. I mean, the video speaks for itself on that. And then the other thing up in the up in Apple Valley, you know, that's just a bad situation. Yeah. And let's just I mean, I'm just glad that the, the officer that was shot is going to survive. And I feel bad. For the officer, you know, he could have had some type of flashback. He could have, it could have been extenuating circumstances that caused him to, to react that way. I wasn't there. I have no idea. But it's just a bad situation. And it just shows that, you know, 
and I'm not, and I believe me, I'm not making excuses, but they're, they're human beings too. Mm-hmm. They, they have the ability to snap at times and do things that, uh, that are against the law and it will go down. It'll, ha- it'll, ha- it'll happen. So, you know, that's just something that uh, I'm sure that the, the, uh, the, uh, powers to be at LA will look into and, and, and remedy some justice to, to those folks. We'll wait and see. Yeah. Yeah. We'll wait and see for sure that man it's again, I try not to watch the news. I get updates on my phone with enough information and you, you just see stories like that, that are just, they just ruin your day almost. You're like, Oh man. And uh, you know what, if, but there's problems everywhere. There's problems in, every line of work right now there's problems in civilian life there's problems as you just mentioned in uh, police life like uh, everyone is on edge right now it seems like well what happens is is that when the public sees this the ones that are already you know anti-cop to be to begin with are gonna you know you sometimes you make a couple of giant steps forward and then something like this it's 10 giant steps backward and you're always fighting an uphill battle and you always will be. It'll never change. Um, police work is violent. Um, you know, you have these end of end of uh, police chases, and you know, these suspects do something. Number one, they've already done something uh, by not stopping and not, you know, adhering to the red lights. But they continue to run. They continue to be chased. They stopped and they want to run. And a police dog, uh, you know, takes them into custody in a very violent and aggressive action. And it's not pretty. It's not pretty. Cops are doing the job that nobody else wants to do, but those nope, the people that that are the ones that don't want to do it are really, really quick to judge and think they have a better way. Yeah, well, yeah. You know, I don't yeah. tell a guy at IBM how to sell typewriters. <laughs> don't tell me how to do my. Job. <laughs> I don't even think they sell typewriters anymore. But I don't tell a guy at, uh, at at Apple how to build a phone. So don't tell me how to you know do my job. <laughs> Oh my goodness. Bill, I have a simple question for you and you can answer it any way you want. Um, with, with this whole virus and everything, just simple question. Do you feel safe? Yes. Yeah. Yes. I mean, hell yes. Okay. Yeah. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. I know I'm smart enough. Now there's a lot of things I don't know shit about and I'll be the first one to tell you, <laughs> but I do know, I do know, that it would behoove me when I leave my home, if I'm outside of my car, and if I go into an area like a grocery store or a common area, like through a park, to put my friggin' mask on. I understand that. I'm not doing it because I feel safer. I'm doing it because I want the person around me to feel that I'm not really as cavalier about this as I say I am, that I do care about other people. I have the mask on. If everybody wears a mask, that's great. But I'm not going to go and I'm not going to ride public transportation. I'm not going to go into a place where a bunch of people have been. I'm not going to go and visit, you know, um, Joe shit, the rag man in in uh, Terminal Island prison. I'm not going down. I'm not going to put myself in a position where there's an infestation of this crap. I'm going to stay away from those kind of places. Um, you know, it's nice and warm outside. In fact, it's too damn warm. It's almost 100 degrees and there's a hot, kind of a hot wind blowing. And I'll be damned. I'll defy, like I said before, I will defy anybody to tell me that you can't, that you would get that, that that virus is that goddamn powerful, that it's going to infect you in a situation like that. 
If it was, then it's, 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 it's nerve gas, man. Okay. I don't think it is. There's been doctors on TV that say, look, I don't want to defy governor Newsom's order, but if you're at the beach, there's a, there's a breeze blowing, you're distanced, it's warm. There's a, it's not going to infect you. Okay. I'll take that doctor's word over the, the, um, you know, pretty boy, Gavin Newsom any day of the week. (laughs) Well, I mean, at the end of the day, it's all about safety and, I feel safe. I think it was a scary time for everyone early on. Like, okay. That's because they put it I agree. Agree. That's because Adam's that's Agreed. because that's because Adam Silver cancels the entire NBA season when one guy tests positive. He shuts the and that was the do, that was the domino that fell that took out baseball, yep. that took out hockey, that took out everything. We have we have whether he's right, wrong, or indifferent, time will tell. I'm not throwing blades at, at 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 adam silver right now but he's the guy he's the sports commissioner that started mm-hmm. it all yeah i look at I, I i thought all this was too much hype early on then i was like okay maybe there is something to this but over time now it's like everyone's got to make your own decision and i'm not saying there's nothing there there's definitely something there but i mean do we cancel seasons when when there's people who hit the flu i mean there i mean hell michael jordan scored uh, I don't know, ungodly amount of points in a playoff game with the flu. And uh, and I don't know if anyone got sick after that game because he was on the court. I don't know. I'm just rambling. But it, it's just like, okay, I feel safe. Well, and I don't – just because I'm around people wearing masks, I don't feel like any safer because of that. No, I want the breakdown. I want to know all 20-some thousand people that have died in New York. I want a breakdown of all those people that allegedly died of COVID virus. I want to know if it was COVID. If it was the Russian flu, if it was the Egyptian flu, if it was pneumonia, I want a breakdown. Yeah. Okay? I want to freaking, because maybe, because we know that the testing is imperfect. If you get tested today, you might be negative. Tomorrow you're positive. So why should those tests that, that reveal what you died of, why should those be accurate? Yeah. How do I know those are accurate? Mm-hmm. All we know is the bullshit they feed us. And I'm be- beginning to believe it's a lot more nastier than, than uh, we thought. I think, I think it's, you know, I smell something really bad here. Yeah, no, there's, there's no doubt about that. And, and I don't mean to, to bash you in any way, but I know you were, you were very much, started, you were very. Oh, I, I was, Hey, I had a couple cups of the cookies, yeah. man. I did. <laughs> I drank it. And now I feel like a complete blithering idiot for falling for it. But when, when my, when, when, you know, everybody's, jumping through hoops, shutting this, shutting that. It's the, you know, it's the, the black plague relived. Yeah. You feel like, Holy shit. You know, if I don't climb under my bed, suck my thumb in the fetal position, I'm going to die. So I did it. And now I'm thinking, why? <laughs> yeah, why? I know. I know. Well, another week has passed bill and you know, we're still here. We're still in lockdown. Well, it's, it's not getting any better. No. I mean, it's not getting any better. I thought I'd have a nice, enjoyable couple few days in, in in Arizona to get away from this crap and it's just you know the the everything's closed there too I mean it's a little it's, it's more lax people are out and about trying to you know enjoy themselves a little bit not walking around like zombies here but um you know but there's nothing to do there's nothing to do anywhere mm-hmm. until these states start letting us live and and you know I can't wait to go to the flower shop on Friday I'll tell you man that's some, boy that's some real uh that's that's some 
fun. I don't know how, how I'll be able to behave in, a, in one of those florists. Holy shit, man. You know, can't wait. Oh, <laughs> come on. Yeah. You know, you can have a Target. You can open a Target, but you can't have a Macy's open. You can have a Target open, but you can't have JCPenney's open. Well, make up your mind. Which one? You yeah, which shoes? one is it? Are, or is it is it okay to be out as long as you wear a mask, or does everything have to be shut down? It it seems like it's trying to be both right now. Yeah, and then they've got these markings on the. Floor. Oh god! You know, I don't like being I don't like being next to people <laughs> anyway. I'm not going to go belly button to butthole against them. I don't like people. I'm going to stay away anyway. You don't have to remind me to distance myself. Yeah. And I think people are probably as, as bad or worse than I am. <laughs> so it's it's just complete. It's complete over the top ridiculousness. And I'm I'm about fed up. Yeah, for sure. Well, any any uh, Bill? Before we let you go, did you get any feedback from uh, any weekly feedback from Mister Mike Gilbert of the Los Angeles Police Department? Uh, any any bit this week or the weekend? Uh, no, no, he. <laughs> I have not talked to him. Um, he, I think the last time I t- he said that the uh, LAPD Northeast Division has forbidden him from playing our podcast. In the <laughs> so, um, I'm not sure w- we have any more um, um, uh, <laughs> creed in that place anymore. But you know, I, I don't know. I don't know. We still, I'm still working on getting him on the show. Well, I know it may take yeah. a little more uh, arm twisting, uh, but. I think perhaps, um, you know, I'm working on it. I'm working on it because he always listens no matter how much he says he's not. Yeah. He needs something to, to bash us about and not that there's not other things, but you know, he'll, we'll get him on. He's just got to get over to your place and get him a, get him a John Daniels in your hand and, and, you know, and mm-hmm. let him, yeah. let him. Yeah. Well, I got to get a few in him and then get him primed and then put, put another one in front of him. <laughs> and then, you know, it's, uh, you know, the, you know, the, the flag is the flag That's is it. up. You know, so we need a little umbrella, little umbrella in our drinks, Bill. And uh, you know, it's fun. Dirt up. That's it. Make you feel better. Yep. It's always fun talking to you, Bill. I appreciate everything. Anything else before we uh, head off for the evening? No, uh, I just want to make sure. You know, I'm hoping next Wednesday's broadcast is going to be a little more upbeat. Is going to be a, a, a little less depressing. I'm hoping some good things happen between mm-hmm. now and then. Because I want to report on good things. I'm tired of this negativity. But then again, that's all we're around right now. You know, we, we can't report that, you know, that uh, anything else right now. So no, uh, we'll just keep, uh, we'll just, we just got to keep playing the cards we're dealt. And they're pretty shitty cards. Right <laughs> that's all we can be, right? Uh, just got to just gotta keep shoving and, you know, doing what we can. And yeah, we, we I do hope next week is a little more, uh, we've got some more stuff to talk about because, we don't want to just talk about quarantine and the virus. No, we're going to have, we're going to have the, uh, the, the announcement of the uh, NFL season when they're going to start. Maybe there might be a break on when baseball is mm-hmm. going to start. If in fact, they're going to finish hockey or basketball, perhaps the two top teams in basketball and the two top teams in hockey, they'll, they'll do a two, maybe a two out of three playoff, you know, at the, um, <clears throat> maybe at a, on a basketball court somewhere, you know, at, who knows where and then you know they'll do a, a two out of three just to say they had a season I, I don't know I don't know anything anything I I do I do know this Bill I it seems like it's dragging but at the same time it seems like we're moving along here I mean we're almost to the middle of May already and 
you know, it's, it's, uh, it's hard to believe. I, I took, I took a drive to Glendora the other day. I was like, man, this is the furthest I've been in a couple of weeks, uh, a month or so time. Time's flying, I think, but it maybe it doesn't seem that way for everyone. No, I, well, I, you know, I got on the freeway today and, you know, in a four hour drive, you know, my back was killing me because I haven't driven a car over 20 minutes in the last <laughs> two months. So yeah, I know what you mean. Oh, well, so, it's weird yeah. times. It's dark times. We're trying to get through them. We appreciate you being here every Wednesday that you are on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Uh, appreciate your help and your thoughts on the, uh, the podcast as always, Bill. Okay, Matt. Well, hey, take two and hit the right. <laughs> we'll do. Talk. Wow, Bill Barnes bringing it on a Wednesday once again for his weekly appearance on the weekly Wednesday weigh-in. Look forward to having you again next week. I don't know what we'd do without you, but we'd probably have some other uh, intriguing guests. <laughs> but I enjoy having you on weekly. Thank you for being here. Uh, plenty of random thoughts and strong opinions. Love them or hate them. Bill Barnes is with us every single Wednesday on the Get Home Safe podcast. Tomorrow on the show, we have Phil Solis. He is a college football official at the 1AA level. Uh, I guess the proper term for it is FCS level. But he works in the Big Sky Conference. We met through a few different officiating uh, avenues, if you will. He currently works in the finance industry, and he's done some great work recently with other people helping with their finances and he's had some success recently even despite the uh, some of the coronavirus issues going around so that'll be a fun conversation tomorrow on friday we're joined by joe wellman he is a college basketball assistant coach at california baptist university in riverside he'll fill us in on what it was like uh, his journey growing into college basketball and going from there and rising through the different levels he's worked at that'll wrap us up for the week and look forward to both of those guests. We'll take a break for a few days on the weekend and come back strong on Monday. But that'll wrap up today's episode uh, with Bill Barnes. Thank you again for joining us. There's many ways to follow us. As always, you can follow us on Twitter with a Get Home Safe Pod handle. Our Instagram page and Facebook page are Get Home Safe Podcast. And our email address is Get Home Safe Podcast at yahoo.com. Thank you to Bill. Thank you to all the listeners. It seems like every day we continue to gain more. I appreciate that. Appreciate the kind words. Humbled by all of this. We look forward to hearing from more people and more podcasts, guests. It's going to be a lot of fun. We're going to continue to move forward with this thing. It's uh, it's it's just growing, and, and I couldn't be more happy about that. So, guys, whatever you're doing, whether you're out on the town or around in third base, get home safe.